Hello everyone and welcome to Nice Today FC. I'm Josh Taylor. I hope everyone had a great weekend and I know I'm recording the show a day later than I usually do, but to all the moms out there, hope you guys... <clears throat> Damn it, Josh. Hello everyone and welcome to Nice Today FC. I'm Josh Taylor. I hope everyone had a great weekend and I know I'm recording the show a day later than I usually do, but... To all the moms out there, I hope you had a wonderful, happy Mother's Day weekend. And in NISA, we had plenty of action that happened across the league within the past week. So I'm going to recap all the action happened in week seven, go over the latest news, give you some updates on what's going on in NISA Nation. And of course, for my final thoughts, I'm just going to share about all the hard work everybody's doing covering NISA. So I'll talk a little bit about that and then also talk about the U.S. Open Cup match this Wednesday between Cal United and the LA Galaxy. So sit back guys and enjoy the show. All right, how's everybody doing? Hope everyone's doing well and for me it's been pretty busy uh working with the uh, the cubs this past weekend been a rough week for them they lost all their games i worked this weekend i'm not sure if it's good or bad news but uh you know the it's been a bit crazy and i spent the last you know 24 hours after working all weekend trying to catch up on all the nisa games that i missed so that's why i'm recording on a monday instead of usually on sundays so let's get into the action that happened in week seven in Nisa. Now, let's start with the matchup that happened earlier midweek last week on Wednesday. Cal United Strikers, as they defeated Flower City Union 2-1. Flower City Union, they had chances early on in this first half of the match. Lucas Fernandez, he had ripped a shot towards... The Cal United Strikers goalkeeper, Steven Barrera, but he made a save, but he gave up a rebound because it bounced off him, and it went straight towards Giancarlo Canas-Jarquin, and he buried his chance to give Flower City Union the lead 1-0 after 33 minutes of the match. However, shortly after that, Tony Lopez was able to get the equalizer a few minutes later to tie the game at 1-1. Now, Tony Lopez, he would add another goal in the second half to put Cal United Strikers up 2-1, to one, which would end up being the final score. Fire City Union did have a chance in the 77th minute with the free kick opportunity from Sunil Veracone, but his shot went over the net. And for the Cal United Strikers FC, they extend their unbeaten run to 10 matches. Wow. And for Tony Lopez, he has now scored three goals in his last three matches. So, Cal United Strikers, after a slow start, it looks like they're finally getting things turned around and moving on up. Now, the other match that happened on Saturday, we had two games on Saturday. I'm going to go with the first one, starting with Chattanooga FC taking on the Maryland Bobcats FC. Chattanooga FC, 
Wow. What a difference a week makes for this club, man. You know, a lot of people were really concerned after they only played a couple matches, got two draws against top two teams in each division. And then you play Flower City Union at home, a game you should have won, and they lost that game. And Chattanooga FC was stunned. And people were wondering how this team was going to respond. And look, I got to give Coach Rod Underwood credit for motivating his players to get them to respond and get out with a win against Maryland Bobcats FC on the road. They beat them 2-1. to one. Marcus Nagelstad and Alex McGrath were the goal scorers for Chattanooga FC. The Bobcats had chances in the first half, but they couldn't capitalize. And then Chattanooga FC dominated on the pitch, while the Bobcats, they kept making mistakes in this game. Throughout the match, had trouble, I guess, adapting to the rainy conditions, you know, trying to make high passes. And I kind of felt they kind of need to work hard to settle the ball down. But the Bobcats were able to get a goal. Brandon Clegg, man, he must have made Darwin Espinal proud uh, with that free kick. He must have took some notes because he absolutely buried a rocket in his 73rd minute to pull the Bobcats within one. Unfortunately, it was not enough. The Bobcats came up a little short. And Maryland Bobcats had another chance late in the match with an opportunity from James Cisse, but Kevin Gonzalez was able to secure the ball. So for the Maryland Bobcats FC, this is now their first loss since November 3rd in 2021. So the fall season last year when they lost to the LA force. And for Chattanooga FC, as I mentioned earlier, this was a basically a must win game because Chattanooga FC was in the bottom of the table and they got a win. So now they got a chance to get their season back on track. While for the Maryland Bobcats FC, their unbeaten run also ends at seven matches. But for the Bobcats, they are still in first place in the East Division. Now, let's head out west to California, where Bay Cities FC was taking on the LA Force. And Bay Cities FC, they're trying to get two in a row after finally getting their first win the previous week. However, at some point, someone's got a breakthrough, right? And Bay Cities almost did in the 66th minute when there was an excellent chance from Josiah Romero. He had a wide open net to put the ball in and score for his team, but he missed it as his shot hit the side of the post and out. And at that point, you were thinking, wow, is, is Bay City's FC, was that it? Are they going to get another chance? Is LA Force going to get a goal? Well, luckily for Josiah Romero, he was able to redeem himself in the 85th minute with his header to score the goal for Bay City's FC to put them up 1-0. Now, things got chippy towards the end of this game. The ref did give a couple yellow cards. The LA Force thought they had gotten an equalizer in stoppage time, but the goal was ruled offside. And that was it. For Bay City's FC, 
they were able to hang on to get back-to-back wins after defeating Albion San Diego last week. And Bay State's FC, they're now in third place. And like Simon Allen said, this team is rolling right now. But for LA Force, this is just stunning. A team that has done well in NISA the past couple seasons, but they are really struggling. Last place in the West Division right now. They've only scored one goal now in five matches. And you know what's interesting, guys? Their former player, Christian Cheney, who's now playing for Central Valley Fuego FC in USL League One. You guys want to take a guess how many goals he has right now? He's got two goals in five games for Central Valley Fuego FC. So their leading goal scorer from the past year and a half has more goals than the team currently does in Nisa. And I just find that crazy. And for LA Force, you know, they're going to have to figure out where they're going to get the goals. Samuel Goni has still not gotten a goal from this team. And it's just crazy with the talent they have at their amateur level with FC Golden State and the team that they had. It just amazes me, like, how this team is really struggling right now. And LA Force, they got to turn around quickly because if they don't, it's going to be a long season for the Force. Now, let's go into the final matchup for the weekend. That was yesterday on Mother's Day. AC Syracuse Pulse hosting their rivals, Flower City Union. And AC Syracuse Pulse won this game 3-1. to one. Caleb Jackson, he continues to haunt Flower City Union again as he scored the first goal of the match in the sixth minute in the I-90 throughway derby. And Michael Kofari got an assist on that goal as well. Jackson has now made history twice now for AC Syracuse Pulse. He scored their very first goal as a club in their first game against Flower City Union in Rochester. And now he gets the first goal at home for AC Syracuse Pulse. But Flower City Union was able to respond Lucas Fernandez, he scored in the 30th minute to get the equalizer for the Union as he got the rebound from Macklin Robinson, their goalkeeper for Syracuse Pulse. He should have had that one, but let it slip away, found its way to Fernandez, and he buried his chance to get the equalizer for Flower City Union, and it's 1-1. Now, in the second half, Min J. Kwok making things happen out there for AC Syracuse Pulse, and he sets up Alex Tetrastegui to score in the 61st minute to give AC Syracuse Pulse the lead once again. And then later on the match, Alex Tetrastegui almost got his second goal, but it hit the post, bounces his way to his teammate Stephen McDonald, who had just come off the bench, and he scored to give AC Syracuse Pulse a 3-1 to one lead. And AC Syracuse Pulse was able to hang on to get that win by two goals 
three to one over the rivals, Flower City Union. Now, for AC Syracuse Pulse, this is their first win at Laser Stadium, and this is their second straight win against their rivals, Flower City Union. And for Flower City Union, you know what? what I thought when they got the equalizer, I was like, okay, Flower City Union get back in there. They're gonna play their game, try to hold the line and all that. But you gotta give credit to AC Syracuse Pulse for being able to put a lot of pressure on Flower City Union, causing them to make mistakes. And they were able to capitalize on those rebound chances. And AC Syracuse Pulse, you know, we you know we mentioned this in our last episode how AC Syracuse had all that outside drama with the ownership and how the league was helping them get that sorted out. And now you know, people getting paid and everything. Now AC Syracuse Pulse can focus on getting their season back on track and try to compete in the East Division with Michigan Stars FC and the Maryland Bobcats FC. So we'll see if AC Syracuse Pulse will be able to build this momentum and keep up with those other two clubs. Now let's get into the news. All right, let's get into the news around NISA. Now, Bay Cities FC, I know they announced more than a week ago, but their former starting goalkeeper, Ian McGrain, he has moved on and has joined MLS Expansion Club, St. Louis City SC. Now, St. Louis City SC will be going to MLS next year, but they have a reserve side currently playing MLS Next Pro. So I think Ian McGrain will start up there and work his way up to get to the pro team for next year. It will probably be a backup goalkeeper for the pro team next year. But we wish Ian McGrain all the best. And look, for Bay Cities FC, this is part of their philosophy. Develop these players, help them move on to the next level. Makes sense for a third division club. You want your players to go to Division Two and Division One in MLS. That, that's what you want. And hey, there's nothing wrong with adopting the IX model. It's working for them. You would think other people are going to copy it. So I think it's a great idea. And look, for Bases FC, it's worked out for them because the next man up, Alan Cruz. He has started the last two games for Bay Cities FC. And guess what? They won. So it's working out for Bay Cities FC. I think they're going to be okay. Now, let's go over to Rochester, New York. They announced last week that their head coach, Zach Agliata, has resigned from his role as the club's head coach. And for Flower City Union... They announced that the former assistant coach, Colton Bly, has been appointed the interim head coach for the remainder of the 2022 NISA season. Speaking of NISA, they announced the return of the NISA Independent Cup. And the NISA Independent Cup is going to start on June 25th. You're going to have... 36 clubs participate in this tournament across nine regions. Each region will feature a NISA club, NISA Nation, and NISA affiliated clubs. And there will also be an independent, or I'm sorry, guest independent amateur clubs 
that will be participating. So we could see clubs from the UPSL, MPSL, and other leagues participate. And that's me really exciting. When I worked for Chicago House, we were in the Nice Independent Cup. It was a very fun tournament to cover for when I was working with the team. Went up to Milwaukee. We played FC Milwaukee tournament. And that was just awesome just to be a part of that experience before we kicked off the fall season last year. Now, let me read you a quote from the NISA Independent Cup Tournament Director, Matt Morse. Quote, NISA is in its first end-to-end full season, and NISA Nation is still in its infancy. This new format allows the professional NISA Nation clubs from NISA affiliates and a few guest clubs to get acclimated to a regional cup. Over the long term, the NISA Independent Cup will develop sustainably into a full national tournament. I think it's very exciting. I think that's a great idea to make this into a tournament. I think that was the goal of this tournament this whole time. And it's going to be interesting to have it around Robin format for these amateur teams to play each other. And then the winner of each group will get a chance to play against a NISA professional club for a regional championship. And it's a good deal. The winner's going to get $3,000. And if they win the region, they get $4,000. So I think that's great. I like to see the NISA Independent Cup is growing and hope that it continues to grow. Very exciting stuff. Can't wait to check it out in June and July and see how it turns out. But you guys can watch the games on 11 Sports. Now, towards the end of last week, Michigan Stars SC owner George Junkai posted a tweet. It sounds like he's trying to campaign MLS. MLS, come and get me. And, well, let me just read it and then I'll share you my thoughts. I'm sure most of y'all have seen it, but I'm going to read it anyways. He posted on Twitter, quote, Metro Detroit, Michigan deserves a MLS team. I'm working very hard to bring one. I need your help, not financially, but with your support. Now, when I first read this, I was like, is George Junkai joking around here? But no, I think he's being really serious. Now, look, as far as I know about Michigan Stars, they are working on building a stadium, a soccer-specific stadium for this club. And I believe it's supposed to open sometime next year. So that's a start. But George Junkai, you you got to get fans to show up to the games, man. You got to market team. I mean, I know the guy's got money. You got market team, put on TV, go, I mean, something to get fans to, to, to come out. I mean, that's the only way you're going to get MLS's interest. But I still think it's a long shot. Remember, guys, he tried unsuccessfully to get a USL championship club, which the rumor was that he was trying to purchase Charlotte Independence and move them to Michigan to become the Michigan Stars and still keep the Michigan Stars in NISA. I wasn't sure how that was going to work. You had the pro team in USL and had the B team in NISA. Is that what you're – I mean, I don't know. But um, where's George Junkai, I, I, I just don't see a possibility of MLS wanting to bring him in. And not only that, you're going to do what? Some more Detroit CFC. It's not going to be just you. You're going to have to have multiple investors and share that. Not sure he wants to do that. And Detroit CFC, you know, I think they have a better chance of getting MLS than Michigan Stars FC does. But from what I understand, the Detroit City fans 
don't want to be part of MLS. And with USL, well, they're doing good in the league right now. In USL, they're in one of the top teams in the East during conference, and I don't find that surprising. I expect Detroit City FC to be comp- very competitive in USL Championship when they made the move. But all the stories you can see on the tweets about the the club culture and how they're clashing with USL and US soccer and all that. Uh, I don't got time to get into that. I can save that for another day. But <laughs> it's just an uh, interesting dynamic with seeing how that whole situation is developing. But anyway, back to Michigan Stars. I can't see any chance of this happening, but let me know what you guys think on social media. Do you think Michigan Stars have any chance to be in MLS in the next five years? I don't think it's going to happen, but let me know what you think, guys. And finally, the Maryland Bobcats FC, they announced they have signed former LA Force midfielder Demoria Mo Elwine. And he did play in the Maryland Bobcats game this past weekend against Chattanooga FC. Now, let's recap all the action that happened in Nisa Nation this past weekend. All right, so in Nisa Nation this past weekend, we had a bunch of games that happened. Let's start on Saturday, May 7th. Deportivo Lake Mary played Atletico Orlando, and Atletico Orlando won this match 4-1. to FC Golden State, they defeated Oaks FC 3-0. Winter Haven United FC and Inter United FC played to a 3-3 draw. Another match that had interest was Allentown United FC taking on Alicos FC USA Rush. However, this match was not played. So Allentown United Football Club posted on Twitter that that match will no longer kick off as intended. And they say here on Twitter that a change of venue was necessary on AUFC's end to accommodate this match. No efforts were made to allow the match to progress. Alicos will not travel to Pennsylvania for the match. The appropriate steps were taken between AUFC and Alicos to communicate all changes. The match may not be rescheduled and a final outcome will be included by the league, which when I checked on Nisa Nation's website, it looks like they awarded Allentown United FC a 3-0 win. That's what's indicated on the, the website there. So Allentown United FC, they just concluded that we hope to see you at Northern Lehigh High School <laughs> as it's the their UPSL team will be kicking off their week three match. And that was it. That was all I saw on there. But yes, when I checked the Nisa Nation website, it does say on there that they were awarded a 3 nothing win. The Pacific region did kick off this weekend. San Francisco Metro lost their opener to Battleborn FC 2-0. AFC Solano lost 3-1 to AFC South Bay. And Valley FC Raiders lost 6-1 to Capo FC. Then on Sunday, we had only one match. Las Vegas Legends taking on Sporting ID 11. Now, there's no stream for this match. But when I checked 
yesterday, or I think early this morning, the match initially said that Sporting ID 11 had won the game 6-1. to one. But before I started recording the show, I checked the Nisa Nation website, and it says on there now that Las Vegas Legends actually won the game 3-0. So I don't know what happened. I, I tried to see what happened on social media from both clubs to see if there was anything they had to say, but there's nothing there. So I'm not sure what that final result is, but that's the latest I got on Nisa Nation. And as we take a look at each region, right now in the Southwest region, FC Golden State still leads with 13 points. Las Vegas Legends is listed in second with 10 points. And Capo FC is in third with 10 points. The Pacific region, of course, just started. So, you know, AFC South Bay and Balborn FC are the top. While AFC Salino and San Francisco Elite Metro sits at the bottom. In the Northeast region, New Jersey Alliance FC, the defending champs, didn't play this past weekend. But they still lead the region with nine points. Allentown United FC now has seven points in second and Union SC sits in third with six points. And then in the Florida region, Atletico Orlando sits atop with 15 points. In second place is Club de Leon FC, who has 10 points. However, they do have two games in hand against the leaders. And then in third place is Deportivo Lake Mary with seven points into United FC. And Winter Haven United are in fourth and fifth, respectfully, with only one point. Now, let's get on to my final thoughts. All right, for my final thoughts, I want to give a shout out to Brandon SQ for mentioning the show, Nisa Day FC, on Reddit. And I also want to thank Turbulent Desk Chair for the kind words. Uh, of course, on Reddit, I think it was like a week ago, column. 094 posted a red a subreddit talking about any new Nisa podcast to listen to. And Brandon SQ gave us a shout out. Brandon SQ, if you're listening to the show, uh, thank you again. And Turbulent Desk Chair apparently listened to my show and said, Yeah, he does a really good job. So I appreciate the feedback. Like I said, guys, I'm always open. All my channels are open on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So, any reviews, comments, like, that's like I always include the end of the show. I'm all for listening because I always want to make this a good quality show. Obviously, want to keep improving. And from all the statistics I'm reading on Anchor and Spotify and all these places, I'm glad to see that my show is doing very well. And I do the best I can to make it work. I'm running the show solo here. I don't have a co-host, you know, I'm always open to that and also working multiple jobs, like I mentioned with the Cubs and other places. So I'm keeping myself busy to stay afloat here in Chicago, but making the most of it. Now, since we're on a topic of NISA podcast shows, I know Column 094 posted this, but... If you're looking for league podcast shows that cover NISA, 
obviously our show needs today fc does a really good job on that but i know protagonist soccer and their network of podcasts do a good job the nice say nisa dan vaughn dan creel john howard fusco those guys do a really good job so you want the lead coverage as far as i know those are the three best to look into now as far as team specific podcasts that uh podcast covers a specific nisa team the only ones I know about, I know Chattanooga has two of them. Chattanooga FC has Section 109, and they also have the 423 Soccer Podcast. So I know those two Chattanooga Pacific shows cover that team. Uh, the Michigan Stars, uh, they don't have like a team-specific podcast that I'm aware of. But I do know that Michigan Soccer Central, they cover all Michigan you know, soccer teams. And I know they do talk about the Michigan Stars FC every once in a while. Now, Maryland Bobcats FC, they got two. Rooster and the Villain, they talk about Maryland Bobcats FC. And then another one that I'm aware of is Old Bay Breakdown. That is a YouTube show that focuses on Maryland Bobcats FC. And that is hosted by Adam Gotkin. He's the play-by-play guy for the Maryland Bobcats FC. So that's another one that I'm aware of. And then Value United FC, they have the Value United podcast. But that one is only streamed on Facebook. So you got to go on their Facebook page to follow that. So that's all the league and team podcast shows that I'm aware of that cover NISA pretty well. Of course, if there's any I miss, you can always DM me on my Twitter at JT underscore Taylor 88. Now, don't forget, guys, that we also have a very important game on Wednesday, the fourth round of the U.S. Open Cup. Cal United Strikers FC, the only team left representing NISA, taking on the L.A. Galaxy. Now, I'm going to go in this match with open eyes and just say, hey, you never know what happens. I know the L.A. Galaxy are doing really well at MLS right now. They just beat Austin FC this past weekend. And Cal United, like I mentioned earlier in the show, they're on good form. So you're going to have two teams going at it. And I think it's going to be a very exciting game. I think LA Galaxy are pretty much going to win this game and take it. But, hey, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Cal United Strikers FC prove us wrong and keep this run going for Nisa at least for another month. Well, that will conclude today's show of Nisa Today FC Podcast. you guys like the show, have any suggestions or comments, you can DM me on my Twitter page. It's at JT underscore Taylor 88. And you can also follow any updates on the show on our social media pages. We're on Instagram at Nisa underscore Today FC. You can also message me there as well. We're also on Twitter at Nisa underscore Today FC. You can message us there too. And we have a Facebook page at Nisa Today FC. And you can also post your comments there as well. Since I'm not too busy with the Cubs because they're on the road this week, I should be available to do a, another show later this week. I'm working on interviews for this month. I know I didn't do any last month, but trust me, guys, I am working on games for interviews. 
And as always, once they're confirmed, I will announce them. But I'm working on it. So we'll see what happens. But I will get you my predictions for week eight later this week. You guys enjoy the rest of your week. And I'll see you next time.